Hey guys, it's Rob from the SpinCast. Uh, thanks for listening. Please, before we get started with this week's podcast, please review us on your podcast aggregate of choice, iTunes, Pocket Cast, whatever you listen to us on. We would really appreciate you to rate and review us. Hopefully positive. If not, we'll take it either way. Uh, stay tuned for the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the SpinCast. Welcome to the SpinCast podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jack. And we're back. To talk about albums. Yes. Uh, it's been a while. We've been we've been all over this wild world that is America. We have. Mostly, I've been in Chicago for I've a few weeks. I've been in this apartment. Yep. And yep. other places near my apartment. As well. Um, uh, and 2016 started off, and it just felt like big album after big album after big album. It was relentless. It was giant. Yeah. Monolithic album release followed by giant monolithic artist death. Mm -hmm. And uh, it hasn't let up really. Just huge moments in music until I'd say like the past few weeks there was kind of a lull. Yeah. And in that lull grew anticipation. Yes. Because there was really nothing else huge coming out, there was one big release that anyone who's big into music has been waiting for. Yeah. And that was the return of the Avalanches. Yes, uh, 16 years. 16 years. The, a 16, 16 years year sophomore uh, effort. One great album got you for 16 years. And they had some they had some like singles. They some would pop up every like now that. and then. Um, um they would do like remixes. They had an amazing remix of a Bell and Sebastian song mm-hmm. that of uh, I'm a Cuckoo that I think came out a few years ever since I left you. They did a song, I think, like, they did one song, like, five or six years ago, Mm -hmm. toward, like, the beginning of the 2010s, but just popping up, and they would still do, like, mixes. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're interested in really diving into the avalanches, there are a whole bunch of, like, their DJ mixes that, Mm -hmm. like, people recorded and, like, put on YouTube that, like, I've been diving into, but nothing that they did really even touched or attempted to touch what they accomplished with since I left you. Yeah. Since I left you came on the scene and I remember I I mean I was in high school and this song started playing on Y100 in Philadelphia called called Frontier Psychiatrist. Yep. yep. And it was like what is this mm-hmm. weird musical alchemy? You have to think that the musical landscape when this when their first album came out was so God different yeah. than what they were putting out there at least it felt that way to me and my friends mm-hmm. where this is a song it sound it has a melody it has a hook but it's being sung by samples from yep. old movies we we weren't quite th- th- there wasn't this like mashup culture yet yeah exactly um, this was this was pre-girl talk yeah uh, this was pre-everyone putting pre- their mashups online. Yeah, this was pre-YouTube. This was mm-hmm. pre-SoundCloud. This was pre-Facebook. This was pre-every... You know, this was when, like, if you wanted to download music, um, this was like... This was like Napster was still new. Yeah. So, this album, their first effort, uh, since, uh, since I Left You, immediately became this kind of, like, mythic thing. Yeah. And it was really hard to get because 
it it was the vinyl of this is still very expensive because um it was super hard to find in physical form because I think there was a cease and desist put out. Mm-hmm. I, for a while, it was just like this was the unreleasable album. Wait, just because it's almost amazing that this album even got made. Yeah, that it's still available through legal means. Yes, yeah. they. Uh, I'm not even sure if the version that you can get legally now mm-hmm. is the original version. The original version, just because of some sample issues. Yeah. Um, because prior to this, back when sampling was far more difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a while, anyway, the laws were a lot more lax, yeah. which is why you got amazing pieces like Paul's Boutique, yeah, and the Dust Brothers, uh, things like DJ Shadows introducing people. It was just like Napster, where the what was happening on the forefront of the music scene, uh, the laws hadn't caught up to it yet. They're like, wait, mm-hmm. what do you mean what they're doing? Well, they can't do that. And it's like, well, actually, they can. There's literally nothing on the book saying yep. they can't do that. So they had to kind of catch up and, like, retroactively sue. I mean, talk to talk to Car Seat Headrest about what oh, happens Jesus. when you yeah. put the cart in front of the horse with, uh, with clear with, samples. With not, not even a sample, just, like, an, an interpolation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, almost a sonic reference to yeah. a track, let yeah. alone a sample. You know? That um, cost Matador, like, upwards of $50,000 or more. And created an immediate hugely expensive relic that yeah if you can find the original oh the original that, pressing that vinyl oh bonkers. that's that's gotta be it's bonkers yeah it's, it's absurd insane. money um but that brings us to 16 years to 2016 remix culture is almost Ubiquitous. everywhere yeah it's everywhere it's just an understood thing uh mixtapes are albums you yeah know? like they're, they're almost indiscernible and some would say that the mixtape is I don't even know. This isn't a mixtape. This is an album. But in terms of just like it's the DIY, built like a mixtape. Yeah, yeah, it is. And um, we've been waiting 16 years for a sophomore effort from these guys. And and then about a month ago, we hear rumors that something's gonna drop. Yep. Uh, they changed their social media. Yeah, they changed their social media. Uh, and then we got a taste of Frankie Sinatra. Mm-hmm. And then very soon after. Uh, mm-hmm. A video, and then another song. I think like Subways. Colors, Subways or Colors was. I next. know Subways was also. Released. And then Colors came out, mm-hmm. and then it, I wish or the Folk Star, whatever the mm-hmm. title for that is. Yeah, they were kind of like piecemeal. Yeah. releasing this, and uh, we it, should say this album is still not yet released. Officially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can stream it on. It's a- on Apple, Apple Music, Music right now, um, but <clears throat> it'll come out officially this Friday. Yeah, probably when this podcast will be up. Yeah, or this podcast will be up by then. And it's huge. Yeah. It's even beyond what is on the record. The fact that this record exists is amazing. Yeah. That, that a, an artist collective Mm -hmm. of DJs can not even be super prolific, at least in terms of releases, in terms of working. Yeah. They've been working. Um, but in like various ways, yeah. But not in terms of like what you've been able to hear, unless you went to a show, exactly, um, or like so, find a rip of online. But to but to keep this kind of mythical following and anticipation for for over a decade and a half is kind of remarkable. Yeah. And then not to not to put our cart before the horse, but in my opinion, to 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 so clearly blow the expectations out of the water yeah. is is yeah. it cannot be overstated how We're, how big of a, an event this is uh, we'll talk about this toward the end but i i've been reading so many opinions online because everyone's got opinions sure. 
and so many of them just like baffling me and like raising the question like what do we want out of an avalanche's record yeah what do we even want it to be exactly you know because it was the the, since i left you was so distinctly something brand new Mm -hmm. do we want this to be another completely brand new thing that we didn't realize could even exist or do we want this to be familiar and i think it accomplishes both i think so i think the the thing that this reminded me of was um my bloody valentine's comeback okay uh, which they waited, God, even longer. It was like 22 years okay. to release a new album. And they still kept a lot of what they had had and what was great about My Bloody Valentine mm-hmm. with like some new experiments, like some more like drum and bass influence stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, when people talk about My Bloody Valentine, they're talking Loveless because yeah. the the legend is already written. Yeah. And and the legend of Since I Left You was very clearly written in stone. It was almost going to be this, like, there was this album that came out, and you will never hear anything from them again, Mm -hmm. and they're not broken up, but they're not, like, it could have very easily been, we never get another album. They were were poised to be, like, the Harper Lee of Plunderphonics. And this album so thoroughly delivers to me it yeah. feels like in broad strokes this album to me feels like i i when i was when i, I wrote down while i was listening to it i said this feels like i'm walking through a city with headphones on mm-hmm. and every single block i i go through i can overhear what's going on outside mm-hmm. of my headphones but i'm also have this like weird mix on that's taking me <laughs> through all these different decades this is 80s this is 70s this is 60s this is 50s um it's it's modern in terms of the uh, the MCs that they mm-hmm. get on these yeah. tracks um and like I, there are shadows of the gorillas here yeah there's oh huge while huge yeah everything kind of feels like it's being put through this this lens of like early 70s game shows like am and, radio and and like lifestyles and the rich and famous yeah. horns and and harp and, and harp runs it's bonkers um it's an album that only the avalanches could have it made. literally is it, it it's it's nobody else this girl talk could not have done this no nope. this feels to me like i don't know in terms of like are we even calling this edm like what are no, we calling this it can't be it, it, it's so beyond edm because edm has a predictable sound and listening to this album there is no moment where you can this, predict what's coming next this feels like sunshine hip-hop like sunshine yeah. pop hip-hop yeah like um there are tracks on this to just feel like soundscapes mm-hmm. like that that are that are so kind of out there that it's just like I am listening to a soundscape yeah um like pure moods or something yeah. there are tracks on this that feel like a block party like a b-boy block party in the late 80s um and I mean and it's almost like we were, we usually go track by track and I think we still will we'll try to we'll but try it's to tough with stuff like this because it's, in very typical fashion of since I left you all the, a lot of these tracks kind of flow into each other everything flows into itself a, you'll be introduced to a musical idea before you get to the song that is centered around that idea yeah. and then a song will end and you will still hear elements of the song lingering in yeah, the next track yeah and then revisited later i feel yeah. like almost or at least certainly the moods are revisited later is this like is this pet sounds is this like a modern pet sounds because that's what it feels like to me it's taking me on a journey mm-hmm. it's doing stuff that hasn't been done before it feels familiar yet groundbreaking um 
and it has that kind of like sing-songy poppy like these are the beach boys but the beach boys have tried something completely new here they're not just singing about going to the beach like they're singing about real stuff i don't know this i kept thinking like beach boys i kept thinking early gorillas Mm -hmm. i kept thinking you know mf dooms on anything i'm gonna love it yeah oh Um, god yeah and he and he kind of crushes it on like basically a half verse yeah um uh god his internal rhyme is out of control absurd he's best Um, in the game when it comes to that it starts with a track called the leaves were falling which is basically just like very short very short. It feels like your friends are like your friends are arriving at your stoop, and it's almost like an act break. It's almost as if they anticipated that someone would put on "Since I Left You" and have this queued up right after. Which now now is all I want to do, and I haven't done that yet, but mm-hmm. now I will. Um, and then it jumps right into "Because I'm Me," God. which is like right off the bat. Because I'm Me. It, it starts it's with like, so perfect. This like forty second again, mm-hmm. kind of uh, lower high pass. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't delineate the two. I don't know that much about music. Uh, so I have a music podcast, mm-hmm. but you know AM radio kind of you know crackly feeling, mm-hmm. and then it has this burst mm-hmm. that reminded me the last time an album introduced itself so thoroughly and powerfully. Uh, I think of Animal Collective's Meriwether Post Pavilion. Sure. And that key moment in the opening track where things kind of explode, mm-hmm. this very same thing for me. In an instant, everything comes in clear. Mm-hmm. Everything is high fidelity. It's got this Motown sample. Motown sample, powerful horns. Which, by the way, we tr- I tried to source as many samples as I could. That is uh, Six Boys in Trouble, a song called Why Can't I Get It Too. Um it's, it's it's Motown. It's, yeah, it's 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 early Motown. Um, it seems and 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 right off the bat, I think it's setting us up at least in this early part of the album. They get very sampley mm-hmm. and almost like folding into themselves towards the end of the album. I think, but in this early part of the album, it's very like it seems sparse on the samples in terms of like yeah, this is all samples. Um, but there's not like. A thousand of them at yeah. once. It's it's uh, it kind of lets it speak for itself. Unlike a track like Frontier Psychiatrist, yes, which is which just countless. loaded, loaded, lo- countless samples just going yeah. back and forth. Yeah, um, there is I forget where, but there is somewhere on this album that there are horse sounds. Yeah, oh yeah, and I was very happy to hear those horse sounds return. Yep, as an um, instrument, it transitions uh, as it will often do in this and i just kept writing it down it's like this feels like lifestyles rich and famous we've got these big 70s horns we've mm-hmm. got these harps um just it, just so well into this like tinny radio mm-hmm. like the sample that we now know yeah. frankie sinatra which is the third track if mm-hmm. you if you want to even like it almost feels like these are movements yeah where, like various tracks are part of the same cohesive movement so this early movement um which now we get to the frankie sinatra um it samples uh bobby Sox idol by king houdini and his calypso parliament oh oh mwah. yeah mwah. it's perfect. perfect name perfect name and by the way um i reading the lyrics i have been miss singing this as this has been an ear bug yeah in my ear since i heard it it's not um uh, you haven't got the voice to sing Calypso, which is what I thought it That's was. That's what I thought it was. It's, you have the perfect voice to sing Calypso. Really? Yes. Apparently. Oh. Um, so, like, I-, I thought these guys were, like, coming down on Frankie, like, hey, Frank Sinatra, you're great, but you don't have the voice to sing Calypso. Nope. They think this he's was got an the invitation. perfect voice to sing Calypso. Um, and then it also samples uh, Master IC by uh, Mick Geronimo. 
And of course, my favorite things by Yo, by oh Rogers and Hammerstein. Un- um, like this was one of I, two samples that I so clearly remember being like, "No way!" Yeah, yeah. No, and way. it's one of those things where it's like you listen to it the first time, and then it goes into that, yeah. and you're like, "Oh shit!" And then you listen to it again, and you're like, "Oh, that was there the whole time." Yep. that sample was like was woven in there that whole time. They just kind of like give it to you at the end. Yeah. Um, two bonkers verses by Danny Brown. Yeah, that all that all that as all Danny Brown verses do make me worried about Danny Brown. <laughs> Like every time I hear Danny Brown rap, I'm like, "Oh, Are you Danny! Okay? Oh, no, Danny! Let's get you, no. to, a, let's get you to a meeting! Oh, Danny! <laughs> oh, please Danny. don't die! I need... Oh, God, Danny! Old was so good. You know, oh, the thing XXX was so good. This begs the question for me: When were a lot of these songs recorded? Yeah, because they had 16 years, and I can only imagine an album like this does not that is a happen very good quickly. Question. It, it, you know? it, it feels like it doesn't. And, and I think that is what I want to know more than anything like. Because part of this feels like it has to mm-hmm. have happened recently. Well, from um, what I had read, uh, a lot of the reason for the uh, pushback was that Robbie Chatter, a member of the band, had a uh, autoimmune disease diagnosis. Okay. Uh, which contributed to the delay, which mm-hmm. it seems like he's fine now. I mean, they put in an album, which is great. Um, but then there were like other projects they had approached that kind of fell through and they like, they took some things from those yeah. projects and then put them Cause here. Cause the avalanches are now down to three guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like it's, it's They're, not that huge collective that it yeah, was. I'm, I'm looking I'm, at a picture of like six people right now. Yeah. Like I forget 2000. who it was when, um, but yeah, it's been kind of called down and, and you wouldn't know it or maybe That's you, the would. thing, you wouldn't. It seems yeah. more concise. It seems more, um, I don't know, sonically pure, not sonically pure. Like it seems, um, it seems like they kept it as simple as an avalanche as yeah. I can, and I love it. For yeah. That. Um, I but again, big question: like, how much music do these guys have to listen to, and all these tracks yeah. and samples that didn't make the cut? Yeah, like where? How do you make music like this? Like I, like, I, I had heard there were rumblings of Danny Brown collaborating with the Avalanches. I think. As far back as 2014, uh-huh. possibly earlier. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Father John Misty has to be a very recent addition. At least. But that's the thing. Like, we'll get to that track. But like, they say Father John Misty's in it. But like, where is he? Where is he? I where don't. Is he? he? I don't. There's not a hook. There's not. And, and, and you know he's in there, but like. Father John, or, or, or is it like Lemonade, where it's just like, no, Father John Misty. <laughs> he just woke up one he day. He woke up one day, sneezed into a microphone. Great. They heard it, and they put it on <laughs> the album. Great year for Father John Misty yeah. for doing very little. I mean, just kind of taking a backseat, ends up on a Beyonce album. Yeah, except making one of the best records in the last five years. And an Avalanche's album. Oh my god. Good year for Father yeah. John Misty. Uh, the MF Doom kind of half verse on here fucking, is always Give me any perfect. MF Doom any day. He's god. so good. He's the best part of anything he's featured on. Um, that transfer, that then we have the Sound of Music outro into, right into, right into uh, Subways, Subways, which... God, what a highlight on this album! For Which me. samples "Warm Ride" performed by Graham Bonnet, originally recorded by the Bee Gees, mm-hmm. which I could definitely hear after I heard that, um, and then also primarily samples a song called "Subways" by Chandra. Chandra came out in 1980. Okay, don't know. There's literally no yeah. other uh, annotations for her. Um, it also samples "Getting Jiggy" with it. 
It, so I, I feel like it has to... I or whatever, whatever, getting jiggy with I'm it sure sampled. I'm sure getting jiggy with it sampled something. Yeah. So yeah. But that's what it takes. Put that count to then three moments I recognized and I was and like, then just, no fucking way. And and throughout this track, it's just more 70s TV. It's yeah. Just, I really honestly feel like I'm flipping through channels in 1973 and there's, because there's commercials. Yeah. There's, 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 there's newly recorded fake commercials there's this, retro commercials this song especially feels like i'm tuning into like the yeah. electric company and there's this like sliding bass broom broom like mm-hmm. it's almost like he, somebody's using a glass guitar slide on a bass um but then this song this song fucking if you play this at a party i feel like people people could go wild oh yeah like it is a fun song yeah there will be like heavier dance remixes of this oh yeah um, I mean, this this to me already feels like we're five tracks, quote unquote, mm-hmm. in uh, four tracks, quote unquote, in, and this art. I'm just like, at this point, when I was listening to it the first time, I was like, this is the album of the summer. Mm-hmm. Like, this oh my feels God. like yeah. this feels like what I, I. You could play this at the beach. You could. There are parts in this that will make you dance. There are parts in this that will that will lull you into relaxation. Yeah. This 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 album takes you on a journey. Um, the next place it takes us, uh, going home, which really is just a transitional, a track. transitional track yeah. from subways. Um, it's the first song on here that doesn't really mm-hmm. stand on its own, nor does it attempt to, nor no. does it need to. It does have a section of the poem "Genius Child" by Langston Hughes oh. in it. I don't know who is reading it. Yeah, um, but that is the poem yeah, that is it, read. It carries a lot of the musical elements from subways. Yeah. A lot of, it's, I think, the main sample. It still follows through. Connective tissue between Subways and the next track, which is If I Was a Folk if Star. If I Was a Folk Star. Um, featuring, what is it, Toro Y. Mio? Toro Y. Mio. Toro Y. Mio. Who I, like, had heard some stuff from. I never really got super new. He's good. He's fine. He's good here. He works in because they know how to use him as an instrument. It The opening radio announcer is pulled from the intro to the Queens of the Stone Age song, you think I w- I'm worth a dollar, but I'm a millionaire or something like that. Um, so which queen. is interesting. That's so Queens of the Stone it's Age. It's really funny. Um, and th- and I wrote here, like, it just feels like I'm walking through a city and every block is a different decade. Mm-hmm. Like, every block I'm hearing, just different stuff. This track is so it's everywhere. It's almost so weird to associate... For me, the avalanches with any music that came out after 2000. Yeah, it's strange, Because right? Since I Left You came out at the turn of the century mm-hmm. and it kind of served as a collection of, like, here's the century in music. Yeah. And so it's weird to have moments like that where, like, stuff that has come out more recently bleeds into it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that is weird, like... Some of the vocalists, like one of the guys um, who comes in, oh, he in this next song, Jonathan Donahue, mm-hmm. um, who seems who he sounds very. Before I looked up who we, who it was, still yeah. don't know who Jonathan Donahue is outside of the context of this album. Yeah, he's in like Mercury Rev. Is it the feels name like of the band he's in. It who feels I've never like, heard, but he sounded very Ben Gibberty to me. Yep, and okay. I was like, this isn't Ben Gibbard, and sure enough, it's not. Um, but this is Colors, spelled the English way. Um, and it starts with a reverse sample of the band The Sandpipes, uh, where there's a heartache. And it literally is just the, the mm-hmm. hook of that song in reverse. Okay. And then um, this is where I'm just like, 
this is this is so Beach Boys. This is so Pet Sounds. This one feels very Beatlesy, very early '60s kind of like we're moving from that. We're starting to have more uh, social awareness and mm-hmm. um, social justice come to the forefront. And these bands that were doing pop records are now starting to get more socially conscious yeah. in their music and and you're hearing it sonically as well as vocally um or so lyrically you want to hear something crazy about this song huh there are no samples what right wait a- colors a- yep according to the pitchfork track review there are no samples uh according to the avalanches so it, it it's hard to tell like what is really? theirs? How did they make it? Are they playing the instruments? Who's playing the instruments? Because it, def- I, I read what? somewhere else that 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 reverse track in the beginning is sampling the sandpipes where there's a heartache. So it might so, be that like beginning part. Yeah, but, like, but I maybe feel like, like once it gets that, into that it, main chunk. Yeah, it's like what is and what isn't the song in this. Everything's a transition. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean that doesn't surprise me after that opening. Uh, that I would be very surprised if that opening part is not a sample. But yeah, everything after that, that it's kind of um, like flowing through. There's no reason it can't be. No, not at all. Um, that brings but, us into... Yeah, I think that just raises such an interesting question of like, who are the... Av- what What is the sound of the avalanches mm-hmm. outside of samples? Yeah. And I think it's still this like this kind of sunny, psychedelic feeling. Yeah. You know? Um, I think that's so core to who the Avalanches are and why this album sounds like this and doesn't sound like a Girl Talk album. It doesn't yeah. sound like DJ Shadows and Traducing. It is absolutely utilizing these disparate pieces mm-hmm. to compose a a new and unique whole. Yeah. Um, it's not just like... It, this is not a mashup. No. This, th- this goes well beyond... Um, a mashup, and I and I would and I would maintain that since I left you, they're using such small snippets of their samples yeah. that it can't it, it can't it's be a almost mashup. unrecognizable, it's except much, for yeah. um, you know, except for uh, the sound of music, uh, my favorite things. Right. Um, this brings us into the transitional track Zap, which is just that. Um, the, there's a line in here. The only bad part about flying is uh, how to come back down. It's very um, quick. Yeah, it's very quick. It's just. It's it's a mood track to like mm-hmm. bring you to where we're going next, which is which takes us to the most whimsical track on the album. I think the closest that this album gets to Frontier Psychiatrist, yeah, uh, just as far as going fucking just wacky, just oh, a it's bonkers. wacky song. It is a goddamn new Bismarcky track that is about eating. Yeah, and I don't like it. It I I everything is metaphor, but. <laughs> I don't I, think this I is. honestly don't know. I don't if this think this track is metaphor. metaphor. I think it's Bismarcky hungry. I think it's um, he. He makes reference to the infamous verse in uh, "Rapper's Delight" sure. about going over to Chicken your friend's mom's like wood. place for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's what sounds like a kids' bop come together version sample. of "Come Together." This was the moment where I was like, "Shut your yeah." Fucking there's samples mouth. of advertisements. You've got like a Saturday come morning cartoon together sample. Yeah, but from kids' bop. Like uh, yeah, a kids version. Um, but we the but the bulk of the track is is Bismarcky rapping about eating food like it's 1983, mm-hmm. and it's wonderful. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Wonderful. It's it's a track that you could not think would exist. It, it it was like somebody found a vault and it was like oh here's an unreleased Bismarcky track from 1983 and but we're gonna put it out. 
and we're gonna put a bunch of wacky shit around it and it's gonna work and just trust us and it works i if you if you went back in time 10 years yeah and explained to the world that this is a song that would exist yeah no one would believe you yeah it's but that's the kind of thing that the avalanches do like, I wish that we could get a whole album of these fucking bonkers tracks, like Noisy and Frontier Psychiatrist. If they put out an album like this every 16 years, mm-hmm. I will see you in 16 years. I will <laughs> hold the candle for you, the avalanches. Um, I will be 48 years old <laughs> by the time the next one comes out. I was 16. Yeah, I was 16. Mm-hmm. Yep, I was 16 when the first one came out. I'm now double in age. Um, the, yeah, this, this, I just don't, there's not, there's not even anything that I would say. There are dips and there, there are hills and valleys in this in terms of yeah. feeling, but or there's like not in terms of quality. Yeah. There's no track here that seems, even transitional, that seems thrown together or phoned in. Everything has intention. Everything feels very intentional and it, hits the way i honestly feel like they wanted it to mm-hmm. um we get some weird advertisement samples that flow into uh wildflower which is a transitional track which has a a, a serial voiceover that is is created for this album and it starts like this this weird carousel music that's like a sitar through a phaser pedal <laughs> with tablas and 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 that brings us into Harmony, which, which I is think is a standout track. Beautiful. It's bliss. It's just like this track. This track is. Um, is this album on the level of like uh, Random Access Memories? Like, is it like where it's it's like genre and era mm-hmm. um, merging and and everything's just working together so well? Because th- on this track, I was like, I don't know what year this was composed i would argue it it could possibly accomplish that more than random access memories maybe yeah it could i think it's random access memories at the end of the day felt like a like a disco album that yeah happened to be made by robots from the future yeah but Um, i think this more consistently really sticks to that idea mm -hmm. um but this track harmony it's just it's harmony it's uh It, it it so many my description of a perfect song is that it doesn't feel constructed. Mm-hmm. It just feels like you're walking out in the woods one you know, calm evening and you find this little glowing snowflake mm-hmm. that you happen to put on a record player and it sounds what like what it sounds like. It's just this magical moment that happens. And this, along with so many other moments on this album, gave me that feeling. Uh, it's just good. And then we, then we go into into park music, yeah, which is like a nice little like what like like a banjo comes up. Well, there's "Live a Lifetime of Love," which closes out or is like the after harmony. And there's yeah. just some rap from. Oh, okay. Uh, there's 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 some rapping here from A dot DP. I have no yeah. idea who that is. This part gets tough because a lot of these tracks are very track. short. And if you're not watching, if you're not, it's not even like you're watching with a track list. Mm-hmm. You have to be watching like whatever whatever you're playing it on to see if it's changing. Yeah. Um. But yes, then we go into park music. Um, we have 70s radio folk meets banjo and tabla. Raga yep. folk is what I put down yep. here. Like Ravi, Sang- Ravi Shankar <laughs> uh, put out a folk album. Um, 
and it's just like it's soundscape it's mm. it's there's no discernible this chunk which is like the third fourth of the album yeah. is really where things kind of are absolutely meshing into each yeah. other it almost feels like a longer like you could have listed this track as just like a longer suite yeah it's like the second half of uh, abbey road like yeah. there are definite like points there's there's signposts where mm-hmm. you're like okay here we are right now but everything's going into it and it really probably is better listened to as a whole yeah um this whole album is better listened to as a whole as yeah most this, that's are. the thing i think there are a lot of moments that like <coughs> you you could throw on Frankie Sinatra. You could sure. throw on Subways or Colors or The Wazard of Is. There are definitely really singles. Too. But so many moments here are better within the context. This yep. is an album album. Yeah. Um, same with uh, Living Underwater is something wild. Uh, it's very soundscapey. Mm-hmm. It's It serves as just kind of like taking us on a sonic journey. Um, there are people online who have described this as, like on the Reddit uh, listen to review, people were like, this feels like, whereas... Maybe since I left you felt like being in the city, this feels like a long drive through the countryside. Feels, I still think this feels very urban to me. Right. Um, but more like a sunny urban day. Yeah. This feels like, whereas since I left you, since I left you is a fall record. Yeah. This is a summer record. Absolutely. Uh, since I left you feels very fall to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a little it's, somber. It's a little somber. It's a little sinister at mm-hmm. parts. This feels very like, there aren't any. There's, like, introspective moments of this yeah. album where you're like, huh. But there's no, like, hmm. there's no sad moments of yeah. this album. It's very, it's very happy. It's very uplifting and kind of makes you want to, like, get out and get in the sunshine and just mm-hmm. blast this on some ear, on some um, yeah. headphones. I would agree that this is a very pastoral album, yes. though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. It's very evocative of, like, nature. Because mm-hmm. um, you hear nature samples littered throughout. To the point where if you're listening to this outside, you hear a bird chirp. You don't know if it's a bird or the exactly. album. Exactly. Um, that brings us to another a signpost. Wazardive uh, is. Wazardive is, which is. Oh, boom. man. They build these. This is where it's like, this is the avalanches of old. Yeah. We're going to build samples like it's a pyramid of bricks of samples. Mm. And, and we're going to throw Danny Brown on there. Oh, yeah. On a couple just fire verses mm-hmm. on this. Um, again, makes me worried about him. <laughs> just just, just yeah. want to make sure he's okay. Just, I just want Danny Brown to be fine. Um, but this is like, if you were like, oh, where's the avalanches? That This doesn't count. This, to me, is like, there's the avalanches. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they brought their friends. Um, they Their ability to build samples and kind of just build on the last thing that they've been doing is very inspiring to me. Yeah. It's very, very good. Um... Over the turnstiles is is a more carnival feel. There's a lot of like carnival yeah, a lot feel. Of carnival. I, I a lot of criticism when Frankie Sinatra first came out was that people compared it to the kind of beats that ICP raps over because it's like mm, bum, mm, bum. yeah yeah. I, but I what? disagree. Like whatever. And it's like yeah, it's just it's yeah. So what? It's how you use it. We get it. ICP sucks. Like go make fun of Nickelback because you can't come up with anything clever to yeah, say. Yeah. Um. There's terrible music out there, and millions of people buy it. Yep. Um, we're talking about this. Uh, <laughs> and then Over the Turnstiles is, <clears throat> it's this kind of carnival-y, palate cleanser mm-hmm. track. Yeah, um, it feels like kind of like this is the end of the suite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we're going to get to some more concrete tracks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sunshine is, I think, uh, another kind of single 
Yeah. It's bright. Is there such thing as pop trance? Because that's what this feels like. To there me. is it's now. poppy trance music. Like, this yeah. feels very kind of like... I can imagine if I was in darkness and with headphones on, like, kind of sensory deprivation, mm-hmm. that I would, like, kind of be taken somewhere just, mm-hmm. like, sonically with this. It's, yep. like, almost, like, aurally hallucinogenic. It's ethereal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. Um... Then we got Light Up, which is another shorter track. I think the last kind of short transitional and track maybe, on this album. And maybe one of the coolest, just like, when I looked up, I was like, well, what is the, 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 the song, the, the, the female uh, choral song mm-hmm. that they are sampling is called The Debutante's Ball, Ooh. which was performed by Harper's Bazaar and was written by Randy Newman. Of, it is, it is. Of course. Because it's, 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 it's this like tongue in cheek kind of like, Song about like, oh, finally rich people have a place yep. to party. So it's very tongue in cheek. It's very like class war kind of thing. Um, which is right in with the, the thing about the avalanches that I think differentiates them from every other musician doing stuff like this is their sense of humor. Yeah. It, the yep. Avalanches mm-hmm. are funny. Yeah. Absolutely. Like they are making <clears throat> amazing, beautiful music, but like they will also find a way to like use their method to make a joke. Yeah. And and be a little subversive. Yeah. Like um they they definitely have a political side mm-hmm. that isn't as overt as a lot of electronic, hip hop, modern artists, but mm-hmm. it's there. Yeah. Um we go then into Kaleidoscopic Lovers. We have more Jonathan Donahue, mm-hmm. even more uh, Ben Gibbard sounding yep. in this track than he did in the last one. Um, what did you think of this one? I think so. Toward the tail, so toward the tail end, it gets harder to like differentiate. Yeah, you, like at this point, yeah. you, you just have given yourself over to it. They're starting to fold in on themselves yeah. and like and and really kind of go for broke with with how kind of trippy this is sonically. Yeah. I have that this feels like now we're feeling like. Um, almost like dream music yeah it's like exactly if you ever like had a dream where like you actually hear a distinct piece of music or maybe music's playing mm-hmm. um you fall asleep with music and like in that half awake yeah. half asleep the music kind of gets distorted and yep. kind of like twisted this feels like that where i was like oh man this is getting this, the, not spooky but like there are like there are otherworldly t- there are two main ways that albums end they either like build towards some big explosive climax yeah or they kind of fade out. Mm-hmm. And I think this is an example of something fading out yeah. to like the benefit of yep. the album. This is letting you know that like, hey, the end's coming soon. Yeah. Um, we, it's like almost if you listen to, if you ever listen to guided meditation. No. Uh, so in guided meditation tapes, it's always like very quiet in the beginning. Okay. And then it gets louder and more direct in the middle. And then it tapers off at the end because okay. it's like, it's kind of supposed to be like, hey, you put this on and you're going to have an hour and a half nap. Mm-hmm. And oh, we're going to show you how to uh, have lucid dreams in the middle. Okay. Of this. So it's like, it need those middle parts need to be very direct so that like. My you're acting teacher used to do that with my class in college weird he would like tell us all to close our eyes and like take us on a, and there was a river that came up a bunch and like these globes it was weird he just needs a syllabus <laughs> um 
See, I wrote down that this one, uh, Kaleidoscopic Lovers, sounds like if you and your friends were like going to Sam Ash music and just getting on like this keyboards and just like messing around, <laughs> but you and your friends were really good. You, your friends were geniuses. Your friends were all geniuses and yeah. you were really good at sample keyboards. That's probably how they made this. It's just that that group of friends is the avalanche. Oh, I want to believe that somehow this was like created in a jam like session. <laughs> um, Step Kids is next. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have these off putting double vocals from um, yeah. Jennifer uh, Harema. Um, of the band Royal Trucks, back from the eighties, um, and we've also got Warren Ellis, not, not that the Warren comic Ellis. book guy, not the comic not book that guy. Warren Ellis. Um, this Warren Ellis is a uh, compatriot of Nick Cave. Yes, another Australian musician. I feel I just kind of assumed that any name that I didn't recognize was Australian. Probably, yeah. Um, so these off-putting double vocals, which like play really nicely against this like shuffly pop that we're getting in this mm-hmm. one. Um, like all of it feels like dream music at this point yeah. in the record to it's, me. It's it's so you it, it not that you can hold a music, but this these last tracks even less so. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like you could just like reach through the air and it would fall <clears throat> through your fingers. Yeah, it's like tangible. Yeah. Um, but like just not tangible. Yeah, it's exactly. Weird. It's it's like it's there, but it's it's a sound that no one else can do. Yeah, because there's not like like. It's so repetitive and yet so unpredictable. Yeah. Like, these are just loops. A ton of this at this point in their album is just like... Loops. Loops upon loops upon loops of samples and stuff is being put in reverse and stuff is being put forward. And and then they're like messing with the phaser knob so it goes like super mm-hmm. bassy and then super trebly and it kind of feels like we're going back and forth there. Um, but it all works. It all works and it's all building in how it tapers off. Yeah. Because now we get to Saturday Night Inside Out which is got this heavy backbeat, like it's got a it's got a drum set backbeat mm-hmm. and and some like spoken word yeah, going on from David Berman and apparently Father John Misty's Who, in here. Somewhere. See, I assumed that was I Father John Misty, and it, uh-huh. it's not. And the then the question is, is, where's where's Father, where's John, Father John Misty? We uh, we need APB out on on the <laughs> on, on, on FJM. Yes, call APB his on FJM. call his archdiocese <laughs> and figure out where he is. Um, which brings us to like a real nice like satisfying finish to this record it just feels sonically concise and whole and it's like they didn't this 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 times in it just over 59 minutes Mm -hmm. it doesn't overstay its welcome this feels like the end of the shawshank redemption (laughs) just because just because like instead of like having ending on this big thing Mm -hmm. you're ending with just morgan freeman walking up to a beach yeah and Tim Robbins is there, and the whole world's ahead of them. Yeah. And this just is like tranquility. Most of the records I listen to, I imagine, end in Tim Robbins on the beach. <laughs> Susan Sarandon's there's like, you've been out there for days. That's how I... That's so my Pippa Butterfly was a weird listening experience. Yeah, it really was. It really was. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that brings us to the end. We get an hour of music yep. for 16 years of waiting. And it's worth it it is it, it feels it, like it's it, worth it just because I, no one like at the end of the day no one else is making music like this no. i've seen a lot of criticisms online people trying to tear down this album but like I, maybe it's not amazing maybe it doesn't change it the world it doesn't have to it doesn't have to it yeah doesn't it doesn't have, have to. to this isn't this 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 album it, this album is being released during a year of of bombastic socially important monolithic yeah. records this is not a monolithic record and just, this is just a good 
fucking trip. Which is just as important because this is a year where things are getting fucking awful. Yeah. Things are going The world bad. is garbage. Brexit happened, guys. People are... Sh- police are shooting people for no for reason. For no reason. Um, anyway. And it's just so good. It's just to like... To have something that just is tranquil and happy. This album... This album is a happy, positive experience for the listener. Yeah. And they there's no fat to be trimmed. Mm-hmm. There's no well, never, lean to be added to. It, it never insults the listener. It doesn't outstay its welcome. It doesn't it doesn't talk down to the listener. It's like this is this is the album you wanted from us that you didn't even know we could create. Mm-hmm. We didn't recreate since I left you. We didn't try and change who we were. We just evolved. Exactly. And, and like, yeah, it. you don't have to think real hard in this album. You let this album exactly. do the thinking for you. You don't have to analyze this album. You just press play, sit back, and let it take you where it's going to take you. It's fucking wonderful. You just kind of go with it. I think, I mean, is the answer for how long people will be listening to this obvious? I think so, yeah. Is it it 16 years? Yeah, 16 years. I will be listening to this album happily until, should they choose to... Until another one. Until they choose to grace another. You think the next one will come sooner? I think it will. Yeah? I think it will. I think, um, we'll see how this commercially does. Yeah. Um, This is a a Music Heads album, definitely. Oh, yeah. This is not, um... But they, I mean, even then, though, because, like, Apple Music got the exclusive rights to stream this the week before release. Yeah. That is something that they've only done with like yeah. chance. Yeah. And I think I think Apple Music is looking for these records where it can kind of get ahead of mm-hmm. Tidal, who has a bunch of exclusives. Yeah. Spotify doesn't have too many exclusives, but it seems to have I, I honestly don't know the numbers on in terms of the streaming side of things. Yeah. I thought Spotify had the lion's share, but um but either way, it yeah, I, I agree that it definitely means something that like the avalanches were able to land an exclusivity for uh, a week. I really hope this gets a physical release. I really hope that it does. I think it um, will. I will purchase it. I feel like it. I read that it will. Um, I uh, yeah, So far, the Frankie Sinatra music video, and, it's not bad. Yeah, that's definitely a following. Like, two million views. It's been a month. It's yeah. not uh, Lemonade oh, or, or Beyonce's. Um, you know, Beyonce could get that in six hours. Uh, so we're not talking in terms of the level of the other mm. giant record releases. This isn't... I don't even know if... Of Pablo, Lemonade and Coloring Book and Pablo. Yeah, Lemonade, Coloring Book, Pablo. Yeah. Um, but I th- think so. I think five years without a Radiohead album is is more of a wait for more people than 16 years. Yeah. Appreciated right now. Like, and it feels I'm just, just even, grateful for it. It feels even so hard to compare to albums because yeah. this is such a different construction. You know, I feel like I feel like the album that most reminds me of this album in terms of like scale and execution is that weird ass and you're gonna laugh that that Jeff Bridges like okay. sleeping <laughs> album that came out, All right. which is really good by it the is. way. It's a very it's good, a weird it's a listen, good, but it's weird. But that to me feels like they're kind of doing the same that same vibe. Thing. Um, so anyway, let and us know what you vibe. think. Let us know what you think. We think you're going to you be listening to this album for a long time. Did you love this album? Did it disappoint you? Yeah. Uh, how long do you think it'll be till the next one? Clap back at us. Um, we are on Facebook. We are on Twitter uh, at the Spincast Podcast. 
Um, Check us out on watercooler.com. Watercooler.com. W-O-O-D-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-R.com. The home for all things Philadelphia, just all things Philadelphia comedy and and media. Um, That is our new digital home. Um, And please, please, please like us. And review us on your podcast aggregate of choice. Mm-hmm. iTunes, iTunes, Pocket Cast, whatever you listen to us on. Shoot us a review on there. Hopefully it's positive. If not... Um, we'll take your criticism. We'll adapt. We'll, we we will change to please We'll you. disappear for 16 years and come back and maybe disappoint you. But you'll miss us. That has been the SpinCast Podcast for Jack O'Keefe. I'm Rob Alessiani. We will see you hopefully next week.